Welcome back, everybody. This is Mary Jane E. Chinraderas, and this is Mary. And this is Louise. And usually we get on here, I'm usually high most of the time. Are All you the high time. This time? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We can't. In a dream. In the dream. I was. Boom. Um, but we get together and we just talk about random shit. In the month of October, we're talking about scary shit. Booty shit. Yeah. Um, this episode is about you guys heard the white people scary. Which wasn't really as scary as I thought it was nah. gonna be. You know, I I went to bed fine that night. Right? Um This is the one that's gonna keep me up. This is like some brown people shit. You know, not even brown people shit. It's like all kinds of other people shit that is a lot more scarier. Te va a dar cuicus. Uh-huh. Te va a dar los chili willies. Mm-hmm. So before we get into that, though, let's talk about interviews. That's scary. <laughs> that <laughs> is scary. So te- let's tell everybody. Well, we oh. both have interviews coming up. Next week. Next week. I have Mine's on Monday. Yours is on Tuesday, right? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, okay. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's always preparing for... Uh, interview that gets scary. Well, I, you know what? To me, I'm. I don't think I'm scared anymore. I am. Only because it's like, no, I know what I'm capable of here. Yeah, yeah. I think I look. We've talked about me and my issues and shit like mm-hmm. that multiple times. Not on this podcast and off it, but it's just like I am generally afraid of. You know, I guess not. Not even just rejection. Just me. Me feeling like I self sabotage. Yeah. How? So, I don't know. I use a... Honestly, I'm probably going to use the word like a bunch of times. Oh, don't. Try not to. Oh, I know. And you know what other word I use a lot? Como like... No. It'll be less of that. It'll be more, you know. You know? Yeah. I, I've i noticed I like... Who's I've, the artist that uses that? I don't know, but in a lot of interviews... You know? In a lot of interviews, I say, you know. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like... In a, in a sense, yes. You know what I mean, Vato? But, okay, so, no, and there's a lot of things that generally, like, I'm, I'm like, I know I have the potential to do good in the interview. Mm-hmm. It's just more of a, one, self-sabotaging, like I said, but also the the imposter syndrome. You know, like, I'm like, yeah. what if, oh. What it, if I suck at it? Well, because it's a, it's a big difference from my current job. I'm a custodian now, and, you know, and I'm going to something else. Into another department. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So it's big change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, but I I have the imposter syndrome. I think. And what about for you? You're you're good. I think I am. I was having a hard time with like, okay. So I always feel that when I go interview, mm-hmm. if I really want the job and I feel like it went it went really well, mm-hmm. it usually doesn't. Right. Really. Yes. Um. And that's where you're just like, what do you mean? I was flirting with you. You were flirting with me. <laughs> How did I not get this fucking job? Right? It's like, I should have gotten the job. And it's not but it's just like, you, like the, I, there's been people that I've um, interviewed for that I'm just like, I would love to work underneath them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> you hear that, Gochina? <laughs> not like that. Because if that was the case, I'd be running that motherfucker by now. Right? But, you know, like, I would love to work with them. Yeah. And, it the conversation went really well you know i said all the good shit i said all the shit that i was supposed to say and then it's been like oh wow it was you know those back 
door fucking deals. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like the only time, okay, I don't know how many times it generally happened to you, but the last time it happened to you mm-hmm. where you, you were generally like, it was once. Okay. So the one, well, time. no, actually twice, twice. Okay. Twice. The first time I found out later, mm-hmm. the second time they kind of said, um, I got an email before I even got my rejection letter Yeah, and was said, I really liked your interview. Um, but, you know, we already had somebody for... This. In mind, yeah. Yes. And it's someone who was in-house, which is totally like, okay, I get it, I right? Understand. You should... The people that are working there should be able to move up. Yes. The people in your department should be able to move up and stuff yes. like that. So, but yeah. But then in that case, don't run it, right? Because yeah. you're getting the rest of our hopes up. And he goes, but I have another position that I would like you for. He already had interviewed for it. And mm-hmm. he goes, we will call back and reopen it, right? Mm-hmm. So you can apply and everything. And I was like, oh. tell them wh- why you didn't do it. Though. I like, didn't do it because it was going to be two months less than what I work now. Yeah. Right. It's a 10 month position, which it's not fucking bad. 10 months is nah. awesome. But right now with how we want to grow and the things that we want to do at, at home. We and outside can't, our home. And outside our home. Yeah. It's like we can't. We can't afford that luxury. That would be a luxury. Yeah. Um. So I had to turn it down and it broke my heart because it would have been at, um, at Isaac school. It would have been a 10 month position. Yeah. But honestly, in my opinion, I don't, I think you consider that, that I guess sort of a failure because you didn't get the job you wanted, Mm -hmm. the one you applied for, but it's, uh, to me, it's a successful interview when you're the, the employer is saying, Oh, we liked your interview so much that I really wish we could give you this job. But hey, I have this other job. He came up and he was like, hey, little mama, let me whisper. Yeah, like he didn't have to tell you that. Yeah, no, he, he didn't. And I was so scared to write back because uh-huh. I was like, is this a trick? <laughs> um, Like he could have just been like, oh, well, we don't. Not just that. And it. I didn't want to write back also because I just felt like somewhat I felt dirty. Right. Because it felt like a backdoor deal. Uh, yeah. Right. Like somebody else got. Yes. But I, but, but I'm like, technically I did interview for it. Yeah. And technically you, you would interview again for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not the like, other ones don't even get interviewed in a sense. Uh, no, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They do get interviewed, but it doesn't even matter if they do bad or whatever, because they've already told this other admin like, yeah, I'll take her. Yeah. And I think the bad part is that they have to put every position for interview. Like, they can't just be like, oh, this we know we have this person already and he wants the job or she wants the job. I know they have to. Yeah, I just I hate that they, you know, I, like, that they do have to. Yeah, I know. Because it's like you're wasting our fucking time. But you know what? And nobody, nobody moves. Everybody gets excited and we go to these things and then nobody moves. And you're just like, oh. yeah, you know, I'm at that place where I just I need something different. Um we were having this discussion and Luis, man, Luis is so good at shit sometimes. And I'm just like, you blow my fucking mind because you were taught. I was telling you like how I, I was feeling about leaving, leaving because I feel with this position, it's like I'm taking it because it's available and because I want out. Um, and it just feels like that versus if I would have gotten the other job. Right. Yeah. I wanted that job. Yeah. So you're taking this job because it's. Yeah. Just that, the other job that I wanted was um, in the discipline uh, part of yeah. the of the high school. 
And I was like, yes, that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But You know, not just for the tea, but, you know, because <laughs> I think people that have been in those departments and those positions, um, the first person that I think of is Maria Ibarra. Like, she was a secretary to the dean's office. So mm-hmm. when you got in trouble at Roosevelt High School, yeah, you would go to the dean's office. And she was a secretary. And, I mean, Maria, I always want... When I grew up, mm-hmm. I wanted to be like I wanted my desk to look like Maria's desk. Oh, Maria okay. had like this piece of glass, and all of the students that have ever like came by and given her pictures were under that glass. Oh, that's cool. I've I've seen the, the those kind of desks around. Yeah. So to me, and you know, because I grew up, well, my mom working for a high school, mm-hmm. um, working for Roosevelt High School. To me, it was always like, this is where I want to end up. Okay. So Maria was kind of like a role model for you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would go with my mom to work, and she worked in the computer. I, I think it was like computer room. It was the attendance. Okay. But I call it computer room because it had a bunch of computers. <laughs> gotcha. And I love the atmosphere. Oh, I love working in. So she was like the attendance, but they would take the classroom attendance. Yeah. And then there was the attendance that took care of the student. Like, students come in late, gotcha. absence and shit like that. And I just remember thinking, thinking like, I want to be here. I love that it's so fast paced. When I would grow and I'd be able to work like the attendance mm-hmm. office, I loved it. So you always kind of like the office kind of atmosphere. And at high school. So I think oh, no. for me, like, man, me, I think ending up at a high school mm-hmm. period is like that coming full circle. Gotcha. You know well, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Be- and, and like unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. being where I end up. You know what I mean? Because that's not where... Where you thought you were. Yeah, between wanting that and having that now, in between, I was not never thinking that was going to be the end game. Gotcha. You know what but, I mean? And it's not going to be the end game, but I think that would be the thing that makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. And we talked about that yesterday, remember? Like, yeah. you, like how can you secure that you're not, like, how, what if you're not happy there? Yeah. I'm like, well, if you're not, then you'll, you'll keep looking for something else that makes you happy. Yeah, I'm just hoping that my problem is not, you know... <laughs> It's not a commitment issue yeah. that I just like, yeah, I have a time here and it's. Yeah. I hope her problem's not a commitment issue either because I'm married to her. So <laughs> <laughs> we're growing on seven years, dude. Like, I know, you know, you are the longest, the longest job you've had. <laughs> <laughs> the longest job I've, job I've had. Mm. I got to be. Oh, yeah. There you go. Isaac will that always have me beat. That job has been a motherfucker. Isaac will always have me beat. Yeah. Yep. And he knows it, little bastard. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. so yeah, we just wanted to talk about like how nervous we were about Oh, I'm crazy interviews. as nervous. I'm nervous for the aftermath. Having to leave the office, going to the new office and getting settled, learning, you know, the little stuff there. That's like. Ooh. I'm nervous if there is no aftermath for me. Ugh. I know. Trust me. And, and I don't want to think of it in a negative way already before I even interview. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's it's a possibility. It's a possibility I interview and I just get stuck in the same job I am now because of it. But again, that's something that if it happens, it's not something I'm going to stop looking forward to. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stop looking for that kind of job. I'm not going to stop doing my own thing, you know, on the side. But yeah. By the way, I got the 3D printing is going amazing. If anyone's curious. Yes, I'm gonna, start I'm gonna have to post pictures on yeah. the on on, inst- on Instagram. Yeah, so you guys can see what I'm making. So we'll let you know mm-hmm. in a few. Yeah, um, <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, 
you know, hopefully we'll have good news and we'll be excited and we'll be like, oh, it's a new chapter. We're closing the old chapter. Yeah, <laughs> we'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, but today we're going to talk about some real scary shit. Mm-hmm. So um, go put on fucking those nice black depends. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. How has everybody been? We missed you guys. That's what he says, but you know. <laughs> in it's been a while. Well, okay. It I, has been. So let's get into, I mean, why not hop into this shit? Like, head yeah, first. Yeah, because I really No like protection. <gasps> okay. Turn off the lights. So how did you first hear about El Cupuy? My mom. And like, okay, and so like, what did she, what was she described? Oh, que, ten cuidado porque el cucuy te va a agarrar en la noche and shit like that. Like, it was, it wasn't a description. It, it was, was fucking big as shit. Yeah, like, it was something scary that you always had to be afraid of at night in the dark. Yeah. It was like, it was, <laughs> and, right. and it was stupid because it was like, it Dude, was. Dude, no, I'm sorry, because I remember people saying during the day, te va a agarrar el cucuy. And I was like, fuck, I can't oh, okay. fuck around. Oh, for me, it was always in the, at night Only in the at dark. Night? But it was, I, I guess they said it in, in the day, but they in a reference anytime. to the nighttime. But it was always in resemblance of being a bad kid. Yes. And have you noticed that all of, most of our shit in, from fucking childhood was always like to prevent us from being bad kids and shit like that? And we smoke crack now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like we smoke crack now. <laughs> no, but it's like. I know. That's some fucked up shit, man. It's Yes. Someone said the gateway drug is your childhood trauma. <laughs> Probably, yeah, and that I'm makes like, sense. Oh yes, it's like you wanna you wanna tell your kid to be a good kid. But that led me to be a borracho. Yeah, there you go. You know, that led me to be a. I don't do drugs, so I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, we're, they're gonna scare you. When did you stop believing in el cucuy? Or can I still fucking get you with that? Oh, you can get with that shit. You know, it's weird. One day when you're outside in the backyard, I'm just going to fucking turn off the lights and be like, El Cucuy. Yeah, I'll be like, cucuy. stop playing. <laughs> Yahweh, yeah. por favor. <laughs> no, what's, what's dumb is like, I've never seen any supernatural shit or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you've, you've experienced it in some form or, or, or another. But I've never experienced it in any way. Mm-hmm. And I'm still scared as shitless of anything supernatural. Okay, so because you haven't experienced it, do you think that you believe in it? Uh, I still believe it. That okay. I'm just scared of it. Like, I'm scared of it. And He's like, I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm fucking just scared. Look. I'm just scared, man. Yeah. Like, think about it this way. It's easier to be scared of it because you've never seen it. Because... There's no experience to go off of it, like any supernatural thing, like not even a ghost. Like if I would have seen a ghost or something like that, I'd be like, well, at least I've seen a ghost. So it's like, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, we were little motherfuckers, man, because we would tell each other like in the dark. Yeah. yeah yes because it wasn't just like you know our parents telling us that ra- and why the fuck did we talk like that i don't know that sounds like some yorona shit though and then even even now, right? We talk about ghosts. What noise do the ghosts make? Ooh. <laughs> ghosts are gonna come at us and be like, "Man, that's offensive." So what the fuck? Ooh. 
the ghosts are going to come in like, oh, yeah, do I make fucking stereotypical Mexican sounds? Damn, you can't fucking, you can't be out here asking uh, these people who are still uh, haven't run out because of the pandemic and be like, when was the last time you rallied? And then the, the fucking fantasma in the back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's some fucking no, shit. Okay, no. So let's, let's get into El Cucuy, right? And yeah. just like some quick little facts. So I remember not, never getting a story, right? But I was always told shit like, I love it, El Cucuy. Yeah, it was just something big and scary. No. Well, check no this context. out. Okay, yeah. so online, right? Cucuy is male and Cuca is female. I said, well, that's what I call her. There's a female version of yeah, it? Yeah, but I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh, fuck, my Cuca hurts or some shit like that. And I'm like, oh, so Cuca <laughs> was Cucuy this whole time? So the vagina is going to So, oh, my vagina's scary. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Portugal has similar monster and they call him Cocro or Cucuy, right? Okay. Uh, used to scare kids in to behaving. They would tell kids if they don't obey, el coco will come and eat them. Fuck. They didn't fuck around. They're like, no te va a agarrar. Yeah. He's going to get you and he's going to fucking cook you and add some vegetables to it and fucking enjoy you for dinner. Oh, he didn't even eat you alive? He cooked nah, you? Nah, he cooked you full because, you know, he wasn't about them germs and he wasn't trying mm. to get any worms. Yeah. He, okay. Like, he's el cucuy, not fucking oogie boogie. Okay. <laughs> oogie boogie wonderland. You know what? So okay, so the boogie and to me it was always El Cucuy was the boogeyman. Is that is that kind of like how it goes, or is, are they two different? I things? don't know. I don't think I ever. Did you see a picture of El Cucuy, or did you have? Like, no, it, it was just a big old monster. Yes. Yeah. Something that you couldn't see. But it, it, yeah, it was all darkness. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's the novelas for me, guys. It's either that or somebody saw it and we all told a story to each <laughs> other. Yeah. And then we were like. Um, they have a fucking, like, a little rhyme to it also that says, Duermete niño, duermete ya, uh, que viene el coco y te comerá. Fuck. So for y'all non-Spanish speakers, it's sleep child, sleep now, coco will come and eat you. And then in Portuguese, a carved vegetable, so like a pumpkin, mm -hmm. they would call it coco or coca. And I'm like, no, coca is what you sniff. No, wrong one. But, yeah, and we we didn't need no fucking toy, mm -hmm. no image. like. Yeah, there was never a movie about El Cucuy. Or, just the Boogeyman movie. That was the only one. Yeah. And that one was pretty fucking, it was good. No, yeah, but that was, a, that was an American movie. Like yeah. I'm talking about like straight out Mexican. Oh, yes, they, they use all of ours to scare theirs. Oh, they make movies about La Llorona, and it's always like... Remember we started watching it, and we just, like, couldn't continue it? Yeah, yeah. it was bad, guys. I know. Anyways, but yeah, El, El Cucuy was, uh, like... To me, El Cucuy was an unnecessary scary scary figure that they didn't just scare us with. They could have just, you know... Okay, so, mm -hmm. La Llorona, right? <sighs> okay. She comes from Mexico, baby. Oh Yeah, that one, I knew. Um, according to a popular version of the tale, the weeping woman was once a beautiful maiden named Maria. She married a nobleman and gave birth to two sons. Mm -hmm. Her husband was a traveler and he rarely visited home. During their time apart, his feelings for her began to dull. <sighs> but her husband still loved his sons and gave them all the attention that he left his wife bereaved of. 
Once, when he was in town, she taught him with the younger woman. <gasps> in rage, she took her sons to the Santa Fe River and drowned them. Damn. She also found she was also found dead on the riverbank a few days later. The cause of which remained unknown. He killed her. It is said that when she reached heaven, she was denied entry until she found the souls of her sons. Thus, she wanders the earth looking to reclaim their souls, dressed in a white gown and mourning for her sons. La Llorona takes lost and abandoned children and drowns them in hopes of recovering souls that will allow her entry into the afterlife. Okay, so La Llorona was always used to scare us into not leaving my mom's sight. But didn't you say, okay, so tell me about huh. you guys saying, hearing, what was it? Was it someone crying or right there where your grandma lives? Oh, they said that shit. I didn't hear nothing. Yeah, they <laughs> said. <laughs> this was like, I put my head down and walked home. No, yeah, they said they would hear. So when we went to Me- Mexico, Mexico, right? Oh, fuck. We went to Guadalajara. It it just looks haunted where they live. Yes, it does. And then like, you guys want to go see the the fucking playground that moves by itself? And I'm like, yeah, the face. swing. Okay, so that's the story. I've never been to the swing at night. Mm-hmm. But supposedly the swing move by, moves by itself. And in that same area is where they say they heard either kids. someone crying or yeah. kids. Yeah, kids playing. Kids playing. And I was like, yeah, no, thank yeah, you. That's because it. look. The swing moves. There's kids playing, right? The noises of kids playing. All we need to add on top of that fucking whole cake. It's La Llorona. It's La Llorona. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah. You, you what if I'm an American? <laughs> what if La Llorona took the souls of kids that were playing in that playground and the kids are stuck there? Like the oh. like she took them like they those weren't her they, That bitch is crazy. I'm sorry. She fucking killed her kids. Now wants to get to heaven. And they told her, nah, food, go find your niños and bring them back. So she's like, I'm just going to kill other kids in hopes that it hasn't worked, bitch. You got to give up. But let's be honest. This is all because a man was cheating. That's crazy. Yeah. But I. Cheating ass man. Not just that. I think just the thought, right, of a mother killing. Her kids. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Because of a vato. Fuck that fool. Yeah. Kill the vato. Kill the vato. You know. You know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Don't kill the kids. Don't kill the kids. The kids don't kill do nobody. It's not even fucking worth it. Just chop off their weenie and feed it to the dogs. <laughs> the dogs are like, no fucking thanks, ma'am. So there's there's this other one called, and it's so, I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Mickey Mouse kind of shit, right? Uh-huh. El Sombreron. I, okay, so I saw that one too, but I kind of skipped that one. Before. Yeah. It's actually, I was going to skip it too because I was like, that sounds just stupid. And then the picture is a man riding a horse with a big fucking hat, right? And I'll post pictures. Okay, so it's kind of like uh, the headless horseman, but not headless in the Yeah, that was wearing like a black poncho and All he was right. just scared right in the fucking thing. Um, it comes from Guatemala. Mm-hmm. El Sombreron has a weird fetish. He likes to braid the manes and tails of horses as well as young women with brown eyes and long hair. But don't let his braiding game let you believe he's harmless. If El Sombreron likes a woman, he will essentially mark his territory by tying a pack of mules outside her home. He then begins to serenade her to get her to come home with him. Once the woman follows, he feeds her dirt so she can't fall asleep. What? (laughs) Right. Here, bitch. Has on tierra. According to legends, when a woman named Susana was being serenaded by El Sombreron, her her parents grew worried. They tried to keep him away, but he just kept showing up to her place to play his guitar. It wasn't until they cut her hair off and blessed it that he finally moved on. Moved on, right? And what is funny is that this story, they kind of say like, oh, it's like El Cucuy. 
Okay. Like, there's where Kukui comes from. Oh, okay. From this guy. Because, you know, he's a boogeyman figure in Mexico. But he so. seems like a boogeyman specifically for wim- young for women. For women. Yeah, for young women. And yeah. Kuk- and Kukui was, I, I don't care who you are, he taking you. Maybe our parents didn't know that little tidbit. Mm-hmm. And fucking El Sombrerón slash Kukui was over here combing bitches' hairs. And leaving mules in their houses. That's weird. Yeah, right? But still, that's scary to be like, oh, he uh, gave her dirt or whatever, right? So she so kind of So I it. had to keep looking because I was interested. Yeah. Um, it says, El Sombrerón is the legendary, legendary character and one of the most famous legends of Guatemala, told in books and film. El Sombrerón is also a boogeyman figure in Mexico. So he has other names, right? It says... He likes to ride horses and braid their tails. Mm-hmm. Um, when he can't find horses, he braids the hair of dogs. He also likes to court young ladies who have long hair and big eyes. When he likes one in particular, he follows her, braids her hair, serenades her with his silver guitar. But he also puts soil in her plate, and she's not able to eat or sleep. El Sombrerón appears at dusk, dragging along a group of mules carrying coal, with whom he travels around the city and its neighborhoods. When a woman responds to his love, he ties the mules to the house pole where she lives, unhooks his guitar, and starts singing and dancing. Some residents from the neighborhood of La Recolección mm-hmm. and Parroquia Vieja say he still wanders at night when there is a full moon. El Sombrerón is one of the most important legends of Guatemala. Like, yeah, almost the same as La Llorona is to us. Yeah. So I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Fuck. And but, so says, they die because they can't sleep or eat, huh? The ladies that he... Which doesn't make sense. So how the fuck are you going to keep her? One night, when there's a full moon, she was at the balcony. Oh, this is the, the story of the lady Susanna. Susanna. Yeah. One night, when there was a full moon, she was on the balcony admiring the sky. Suddenly, a short character with a big hat and guitar approached her. Her beauty amazed him. He sang her a song, but at the moment her parents found out she was out, made her get right inside the house. Since that day, she was not able to sleep anymore because this character appeared in the house or sang to her from the street. She was not able to eat either because every time they served her food, it was contaminated with soil. Oh, shit. Worried, the parents cut her hair and took it to the church so that the priest would put holy water on it and pray for her. After a few days later, El Sombrerón stopped bothering her. Culturally, the legend advises teenagers, teenage girls to preserve the collective values of a society. Oh. So it's just... Uh, it's a fucking scam, guys. Yeah, it's, it's generally... Just I mean, it's a really sca- cool story. But is it tell? I I'm confused about what what it's telling young girls. Is it telling them not to fall for a a smooth playing guitar man? Smooth tucker. Or is it telling them to cut their hair or or bless their hair? I don't know to tell you the truth. I'm but generally confused about that one. If a guy showed up with the big ass hat to my house, I would be like, sorry, guy. I don't care if you fucking sing like Bruno Mars. This is not happening. I'd be like, I don't even like to eat dirt. I'd be like, where are your mules? You bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No. Another thing. So there's like, it's a list, right, of a bunch of different themes and a bunch of different legends. And some of them are just like, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is, so do you know what a duende is? Like like an elf, right? So it says duendes come from Spain. Mm Mm-hmm. Also known as dwarves, gnomes, or leprechauns. Okay, gnomes, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. So this one, it just says, the ones that are well known for all over Latin America, and each country has its own interpretation of the small elf-like creatures. Um, 
Some believe that there are the souls of infants who died before they could be baptized. Oh, that's dark. Wait, sucks. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. yeah, but see, I've never heard it like that. Like, I, I honestly never heard of dwarfs in, like... But you've seen one. Well, oh, sorry, not dwarves. But I mean, like, you know, duendes. I've never heard of duendes in... Well, but they in, also consider them dwarves. So, if you see a person... That's a... That's yes. a dwarf. Yes. They, and, you know, that's why I guess people have, like, you know, their superstition, like... Oh... No. no, that's fucked up. Yeah, right. You know that there is a community. Well, let me finish this. Yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. Um, others simply portray them as notorious spirits that hide inside people's homes and wreak havoc. Aye. So, like, it's it's a bad, it's a bad uh, omen. Um, what's his name? Dobby, Dobby, Elf. Yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, bad, bad Dobby, bad Dobby. Bad I- Dobby, 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 Dobby. Dobby, not Dobby. <laughs> That's not something Doobie. else. But most duende variants seem to have a special relationship to children, probably because parents began using them as a tactic to scare their kids into making them do their chores, which does not make sense. It's like the video of, if I walked in, if I broke into your house, what would you do? I'm <laughs> being like, <"Ning."> <laughs> flick. <laughs> Get out of here. So there is a community in, it's like, I think between... Bell Gardens and Downey. It's like out of nowhere. You're crossing like this. From what I can remember, right? You cross this like bridge, mm-hmm. right? And it continues on to be a street, but you gotta make the left. Okay. Like if you're coming from Bell Gardens to there, you make the left into it, and then all of a sudden you kind of feel like if you just went under, mm-hmm. like when you enter a garage, right? And un garage. In downtown LA, and you know how you go under. Yeah, it kind of feels like that, or at least the way I remember it feeling. And then son casas chiquitas. You drove there. Yes. And how small would you say small? Like bigger than a doghouse, like half the size of our house. I don't know. Like, what do you think? It, there was just I can't I can't. There's nothing like I can reference to right now. Okay. But they were small homes. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck? So they say that if you go there, right? And they catch you that there's been times where they get in front of their cars and they fucking hit their car and shit because they're mad. They're upset that you're, you're, it's like a peep show. Yeah. It's like, it's like, they're not there to fucking like put a little show on for, for you. For your entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's fucked up. In, in yeah. All. So we went in, we saw, and then we see a car coming and it was like, we're like, you see someone in the driver's seat, mm. but you don't want to stare because you don't want to make eye contact. Because mm-hmm. then that was in a call with homies and be like, yo. We got some regular it's fucking people. It's on. Yeah. So, but, and that was scary. Yeah. I felt bad, but I'm not travieso, so I just wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. You're like, I'm not travieso, and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to see. Old you was just curious. And then I was scared shitless. I was like, I don't want them to fuck up my car. Man, they did and kick them. I know. I know. What are you going to do? Okay, no, but, in all, okay, so the whole uh, myth between, du- behind Duendes I had never heard before, before, like, you know, okay, I got so more cultured in the U.S. myths. If we talk about, like, the movie Leprechaun, yeah. what does he do? He just kills people, right? Yeah, because they stole his gold. Really? Is that... Yeah, from I remember the, movie, the premise, I, it's like, they have his gold. All he do, all he wants is his gold back. And you see, I don't remember that. I don't remember... Okay, I watched... I was like... Me asusta, pero me gusta kind of situation, you know, with my eyes covered, but then not covered. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to get scared, yeah. but I was curious. 
He's an ugly little piece of shit. He is. Do I know all the sequels they made to that movie? Jesus Christ. They did. Yeah. yeah. And I can almost guarantee that if there were some teenagers fucking somewhere, they were going to die. <laughs> right. No, and you've seen those little gnomes that people put in their gardens, and I think those things are creepy as fuck. You, you, oh, the lawn gnomes, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that That to me kind of goes in hand with it. I'm like, are those those gnomes are meant to guard their lawn, right? Like, But I'm like... Yes. It's like... To keep people off. Like, what is that going to do? Oh, no. This little thing is staring at me. I need to get off. Like, you've seen the 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 TikToks about, like, oh, if a doll was attacking you, they're refer- referencing Chucky, why wouldn't you just punt it across the room? Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's that's the same thing. Like, they were they had a funny premise, like a scary premise in, in a doll being alive, but once you saw it coming against you, then there was no fear anymore because it's a doll. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a stuffed doll that's about... Two yeah. feet tall. When this was not never scary. Uh uh-uh, uh, nah. not for me. Me, me neither. But this last one, everybody remembers. Everybody knows it. Okay, when you think of El Chupacabra, mm-hmm. what do you think? Like, where did it come from? Mexico. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, it did it not? No, it says Puerto Rico. Oh shit! And I'm like, really? We stole it from them because no, I guarantee you, no one's thinking of oh man, the Chupacabra from Puerto Rico. Exactly. They're just like, it's from Mexico. And they still assume it's in Build Mexico. Build that wall to keep <laughs> the chupacabra out. So it says, a chupacabra literally goat sucker is a beast whose alleged existence has plagued farmers in the collective Latin consciousness for some time now. The legend of a chupacabra dates back to just 1985. <gasps> really? It was Boo Boo's fault. Right? Okay. <laughs> I was no, I was more. Con- that's an inside joke. Every time there's something that's missing in our house. It's, it's like fault. all of a sudden nobody did it right, so we're like, "Fuck! It must be Boo Boo." <laughs> the milk grows, uh, fucking gets all gets drank up and fucking Boo Boo. We've been looking for something recently, and it's probably in Boo Boo's car. Oh yes! Boo- oh, we yeah. gotta have that conversation after. Mm-hmm. But okay, so let me finish reading this. Yeah, the legend of Chupacabra dates back since just nineteen ninety five. The first report of a Chupacabra attack was in March of that year. Though some say reports go back to the 60s in Puerto Rico. Okay. Eight sheep were killed and completely drained of blood with three puncture wounds in each of their chests. Authorities attributed the killings to more conventional predators, but many locals suspected a satanic cult, of course. Because with with us Spanish-speaking folks, there's always something more. It can never just be... A logical explanation. Yes. There's always (laughs) like... Yeah. Oh, did I ever tell you about the time we found a phone in Mexico and everyone was like, it was my dead cousin who was calling. Not the more logical explanation. Not not the more logical explanation of the person who lost the phone that's trying to call to find, get their phone back. They're like, no contest this way. It's Paquito. It's Paquito. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's like, it's probably someone who lost their phone. Anyways. Yeah. I, and you know what? I didn't know that the, the myth in Mexico, at least, wasn't around before 1995. I always thought it was around forever since before I was born. Yeah. So it says, by August, 150 similar livestock killings had taken place. By the end of the year, the mysterious beast had been blamed for over a thousand killings. Descriptions of the creature varied wildly. Mm-hmm. Um, in one town, it was described as winged, swooping down on its prey. And another, it was said to have hairy arms and red eyes. Mm-hmm. By the end of 1995, the most 
prevalent uh, description was gray, an alien-like creature about three to four feet tall that walks upright on its muscular hind legs. Yeah, I, I think that's the one I, I knew of the most. For me, it was like it looked like a sick dog, like a zombie dog. Yeah. That's what I remember. Zombie dog, alien dog kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely gray. It says, by 1996, chupacabra attacks were being reported on the mainland as well, beginning in Miami and later in the southwest and in Mexico. So, yes, it was in Mexico, but it didn't start. start it moved to Mexico. Yes. It, 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 it swam the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Either the creature had migrated or the stories had become so popular the reports of the sightings and the copycat attacks were being carried out. This time, the creature was described as dog-like, but... Reptilian? Reptilian? Reptilian. Reptilian. Whether the Chupacabra exists or not, reports of bloodless murder livestock persist. And to date, no satisfactory predator has ever been caught. Shit. What about a hyena? I don't know if there's hyenas in Mexico and in Puerto Rico, but if, I mean, it would make, I don't know, and hyenas don't suck blood. What if it's like multiple animals? They just explain it that way. What if it's a vampire bat sucking the blood and then the, the rest of the wounds to the animal is is another animal? And these are just stories, right, yeah. from places. These, these are stories that we've heard. But, man, I think with, with us brown folks, like we have wild as... Imaginations. Uh, theories, imaginations. <laughs> I mean, art, yeah, you... Everything. We had to be afraid of everything. Don't fucking vacuum in la noche because va a despertar el diablo. No. Don't sweep at night porque va a despertar el diablo. No juegues con las barajas. Eso es juego del diablo. Everything was about the devil. What about sleeping with the, the clothes you, you wore throughout the day? No. Oh, my mom would tell us that one that you should change into pajamas or something else. Why? Because you're carrying all the, all the negative energy from... Oh, that would make sense. Wow, your mom said that? I don't remember if it was energy, but lo, lo malo del día. Oh, wow, that that makes sense. Yeah. I would, yes, I would take that advice. That's good advice. Yeah, that's what my mom used to say. I, and then, uh, what other one was it? Oh, don't sweep someone's feet because they don't get married. Yeah, but those are like superstitions. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if these are superstitions, like the other ones, mm -hmm. just because a lot of them have always had a story, right? Yeah, and... So the one with the barajas, I remember my tia saying that her husband was at a friend's house and they decided to play cards. So they were playing cards and the guy was winning and it was going really well. It was after midnight and that somebody knocked at the door. So the neighbor who had invited my aunt's husband over got up to open it because it was his house. And then when he got up, he just never came back. No, he did come back. And when he came back, his face was all stretched up. And it was because of the devil. What the fuck? That the devil was at his door and the devil stretched up his fucking face because he was playing Barajas. And that's the game of the devil. Really? Yeah. Man, imagine and they, they that about shit, the board. Fuck yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so once they caught me and my cousin um, in front of the mirror mm. saying Bloody Mary. We were in front of the mirror saying Bloody Mary, right? Stop saying it. <laughs> You're like, stop. And the same, this is the same, um, my tia's husband who had the encounter with the neighbor, um, was laying down. He would always like lay down in his, you know, in his bed or whatever. I don't even know if it was a bed or if it was a day bed, but he would lay there 
And he heard us and he got up and he was pissed. He took us to the living room. Estas fucking pendejas, no sé qué. And I was like, what did we do? Like, we get it, but to them it was serious. Yeah. Like, no, like, don't be calling fucking bad to my house. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I didn't understand that. I was just a dumb kid who wanted to see if Blade Mary showed up in the mirror. Yeah. And it's not even just about that, about like the, the actual supernatural being. Mm-hmm. It's the energy that comes with the being. I think that's yeah, the, exactly. that they didn't want. And it stays home. with the house and it's hard to get rid of. Yeah. So, yeah, with them, it was always like shit like that. Yeah. I mean, I would be too. Like if I heard Isaac saying that shit in the bathroom, we'd be like, get the fuck out of the bathroom. We're talking. Dude, we've had. Okay. If you guys have been on TikTok, right? And again, I think this is us being superstitious or whatever, but still, it's scary to think about. Yeah. Um, this lady's like, oh, if you add up your birthday together or you add your day and your month to your, to the year that you were born, whatever year it gives you, that's the year you're going to die. If that year has passed, it means you, like, final destination, that shit, like, it no. skips you, right? Fuck. So my, I added my shit together and it was 1994. 1994 was a Northridge earthquake. Let me tell you about this, okay? Oh, I thought it meant like it was going to be 94. Like, you know, you were going to die 1994 years. No, no, no. Oh, okay. 1994 was the year you were going to die. Mm-hmm. So, and she said, if you didn't, then you cheated death, right? Which I don't believe it's like, what is meant for you is meant for you. And mm-hmm. if it's your time, is your time, baby. So in 94 was the Northridge earthquake. I, right away, I was like, was that the year of the Northridge earthquake? Because there's a specific incident that happened, right? I was dreaming that yeah. in the corner of the living room, I can see myself laying on the floor. The house is shaking. My grandma's up. My uncle's up. Marty's up. But I'm still laying on the floor asleep. And my un- I can see my uncle like pushing me, right? Like with his hand on my back, like to wake up. And I was, <laughs> that fucking just scared me. Uh, Oogie boogie. El cuckoo-y. Ooh. <laughs> uh, he was trying to wake me up and I, was, I wasn't waking up. Yeah. He finally grabs me by the back of my shirt and lifts me up. Fuck. To me, it feels like he lifted me up to where my spirit was floating. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up. I wasn't the only one who had these things. So did Marty. Marty would have dreams where, you know, dreams, quote unquote dreams. He could see everything that was happening on the outside. And he could see himself asleep. I think what they, they call those is astral projectual experiences. I didn't learn that until we watched Insidious. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it has a name. I fucking freaked out. Because I said, I this whole time I thought that it was just. A coincidence. Oh, yeah. And no, when it had a name, I was like, oh my God. It's crazy, huh? No, see, you know, not, I just feel like that's scary. Yeah. You know, um, a couple like times before, a couple like weeks or days before Morty died, I was laying in bed mm-hmm. and I swore I heard the gate, the front gate where we lived right there in East LA. I heard a car speed in and then another car like skid in, right? And I hear I hear like the car door slam. I mean, right now I can I can hear it in my mind, yeah. right? Playing. The car the doors the car door slam. You hear I can hear Marty arguing. I can hear another man arguing. And then the other the other man just on the like he had more people with him. And then all you hear is a gunshot. 
at that point, I feel like I was in between between dream and real life mm-hmm. because I was awake with my eyes closed and I didn't want to open them and I couldn't say anything because yeah. I wanted to scream for help and I was just like stuck and I was like maybe that's that sleep paralysis shit. I fucking but sleep then paralysis. okay, you know how many days weeks later Did if happen? I is yo yeah. yeah and it it was just. Shit like that. Marty, Marty woke up once and he saw like, he said he woke up. It was late. He's asleep in my living room. He said he saw a black girl with red eyes sitting on top of my dining room table. Oh, that's fucking scary. My kitchen table. And that he said, fuck no. He turned around and went back to sleep. And he's like, when I woke up, it was day and there was nothing there. So it's just like, (laughs) that shit is really real for me. Like, yeah, and honestly, that's like, scary as shit. And either it's because it's something, you know, like it's some kind of supernatural phenomenon. Yeah. Or it's just because we've been told and scared, you know? Yeah. That these things have happened. And see, I was going to say, like, look, I think there is some genuinely, like, I was going to say genetic makeup to, like, phen- phenomenal experiences and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, like what you've had and what what uh marty had and you know what your grandma you, you used to tell me that your grandma would have some of those experiences every now and Dude. then right? yeah so yeah. i'm like and some people just don't have it like you know there's people that are psychic and generally they're psychic mm-hmm. and there's people that are like they just i don't know what it is guys yeah. but it's just scary and it, again it could either be because we were scared into believing this mm-hmm. or because there's truth to it yeah and but and it's just like instead of hitting the fucking lotto, I hit the lotto and scary shit in my <laughs> life, and I'm just like, no, thank you. Well, I'm glad you've seen less scary shit n- more recently. Yeah, I think it was just preparing me for what was to come. Uh, <laughs> but like all of these things, literally put the fear and God in me when I was younger. Yeah, and that's all it was. It was scaring us into into putting us in line. I would things. see dogs and I would get scared thinking, what if it's el chupacabra? But mm-hmm. like, homie. He didn't want you. He like, wanted something juicier. It's like, oh, it's like I lost my mom. Oh, definitely, like Yorona's gonna take me. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't be by yourself because she would come and get you. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, again, the real gateway drug it's is fucking childhood trauma. <laughs> Y'all really fucked us up. But I really hope that you guys like today's episode. I think obviously we had more experience, right? Yes, with because this one. We're little brown kids. And, you know, we got scared with these stories when we were little. So to us, it is, it's fucking fear. Yeah. I do get the chili willies. When I banged the mic, that was scary. I fucking got scared because <laughs> I was so into, you know, because you believe it. You believe it so much. And sometimes that's why people fucking Sometimes that's why I die. like having the hallway light on. Oh, my God. I, I fucking hate sleeping with the hallway light on. Let me tell you. But that is definitely... Another episode, another time. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.